Zeke, how you doing over there? Uh, you know, just enjoying 2020, embracing the new year. Are you embracing a new you? No. Going to be the same old Zeke, new year? Most likely. <laughs> well, before we go any further into 2020, I don't think we did a good enough job wrapping up 2019. I wouldn't say good enough job. It was just very focused on a different aspect of the year that at least I leaned heavily towards being a good idea of a show. <laughs> I agree with you, but I think we omitted some stuff. So let's get to it. Sounds good. My name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. How are you, Zeke Baker? Uh, just reveling in, uh, you know, 2020. Yeah? Although, you know, I do wonder, Feliz Navidad is Merry Christmas. What is Happy New Year? It would be Feliz Año Nuevo. That came to me at some point, though. I thought, man, how is it, you know, most people would know... Merry Christmas is Feliz Navidad, but how many people don't know what Happy New Year is? Because, you know, you usually say them together. Feliz Año Nuevo. Hablo un poquito español, pero es muy mal. No sé You've said eso. something different every time, and I don't know none of it yet. It's It would be Happy Year New is the way that you would, so it would be Feliz Año Nuevo. Just tell me, it, it would come hey, after. I, I, I can't debate this point. I have no frame of reference or knowledge here. So the, the descriptor comes after the the object in spanish whatever you say <laughs> anyways it was a great year we're going to talk a little bit more about it because we already had a show on it but i think there were some things that we missed and zeke thought there were some things that we missed and it wasn't any fault of our own we had a great show we're very proud of the the wrap-up show we had but we focused a lot on the big experiences, and there were some other things that happened that I think we should talk about and just get them out of the way before we get into 2020. Yeah, I mean, we didn't touch on any industry-type-related things, but, you know, I didn't think it was the time of the place. And our, our goal for that was simply to sit down and really reflect on a year of experiences, because that's what 2019 was, you know, to me so much, was just so many good times meeting so many different people, really, um, you know, the the bourbon network, I guess, quote unquote. Totally I mean, agree. Exponential expansion there. And that was, you know, looking back on anything I could think of, what always stood out the most was like, ah, oh, you know, we did this with these people. We met these folks. We did this and this. Not necessarily anything that was industry related, but as far as what stood out the most, you know, to me or us at the end of the day was really just growing those types of relationships. And we don't have a lot of shows where you and I just sit around and shoot the shit about we random No, I mean we talk <laughs> we shoot the shit about whiskey, but we keep it very whiskey central. You know, we don't really talk about the other stuff. Well we know people don't want to hear us talk about that stuff too. Yeah. So we're just gonna get through it. It'll be a short show. Wanna let you know tonight's show is sponsored by <laughs> Cascartel.com. They are changing the industry standard as to how you receive your alcohol. Get the world's greatest spirits delivered directly to your door 
with CastCartel.com. They are like the Amazon of the spirits industry. So go ahead and go on CastCartel. You'll get matched up with a merchant that will send something directly to you. Whatever spirit you're looking for, they have it. They even have some picks and some hard to find stuff. Go on to CastCartel.com and get it shipped directly to you. It's the most convenient way to get alcohol unless you live directly next to a liquor store. Also, follow them on Instagram at CastCartel.com. They are always doing cool giveaways and all sorts of stuff, including a giveaway that they are doing with us right now. So check our Instagram for the next two days. Today is Monday. You have until Tuesday night to get it in to win a sample of Old Rip 10. You can also get a sample of the Angels Envy Cast Strength Unicorn Blend and then whatever else Zeke and I want to throw in along with it. So we have a lot of good stuff. We might have some swag. We might have some... Pickers Vodka. Love some Pickers Vodka. You never know what samples we're going to give. You never know what swag we're going to give. Go on to Dad's Drinking Bourbon on Instagram. There are going to be two winners, but also follow Cast Cartel on Instagram to get the world's greatest spirits delivered directly to your door. Zeke has a puzzled look on his face right now. I still can't put my finger on this pour. Zeke did bring over something, and we are going to do a more comprehensive show around this. Zeke just brought her over and said, hey... This might be interesting for us to have a sip of. And it is the Lincoln Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 57.5 ABV, 115 proof. And all we know about this is it's bottled by Boundary Oak Distillery in Hardin County, Kentucky. It is non-chill filtered. And it says bottled in the county of Lincoln's birth, but it doesn't let you know where it was distilled. None. Man, back in the summer, one of the guys at the whiskey house brought in a bottle from Kentucky. And on that one, we think it said that it was wheated, and this one doesn't. But it was good, and he said it was like 50 or 60 bucks. So I was at Barrels and Brews, and I happened to see it sitting on the shelf. And I thought, all right, 60 bucks, 115 proof. I don't know if it's the exact same what we had, but I'll give it a whirl. And I can't put my finger quite on the, the profile or the flavors that's going on, but it's interesting. Well, I wonder if it's still wheated. Honestly, my biggest question, because... It's not corn forward. No, but it definitely does not taste 115 proof. Like, there's no burn. So, I don't know. We'll, uh, like John said, we, we would never do a show without sipping some pours in our hands. So, uh, this, this was the, the random, I guess, side pour for this show as we discuss a few other things pertaining to 2019. Yeah, and I think we hit a lot of the heavy hitters, right? We talked about Saffle. We talked about limited edition small batch we talked about cornerstone rye we talked about a whole bunch of other stuff you know king of kentucky got good praise last year we haven't actually reviewed it yet we will soon that mictor's 20 was tasty we know with the btac we really liked you know and we're going to be reviewing some of that here soon but there were things that we liked as far as the handy weller eagle rare was really good well yeah i mean but you know those are the usual suspects and whatnot you know, i think as far as industry wise we did see a few new faces you know kind of step into the game get the ball rolling and and let themselves be known really absolutely um you know pinhook kicked it up Obviously, they've been in the game for a little bit now, but I think relevancy-wise, that's a much more recognizable brand and, and, and something much more people are familiar with. And you know, to their own, I guess, success of simply expanding distribution, getting in more markets, that's kind of you know what you want to do with yourself. Well, here's the question I have because I think it's something to be said. You know, Pinhook 
people knew about Pinhook. People knew they were MGP. And we did talk about how that was the year of MGP and all that stuff at the Whiskey House. But Pinhook is moving to Castle and Key eventually this year, we're thinking. They got some more MGP and they're doing that vertical. Bourbon War came out. It was a four-year. All that stuff being said, the biggest change for them is they started doing picks this year. And I think it's a testament to, you know, think about New Riff. New Riff did their picks. They're a household name outside of, of I bet Kentucky. New Riff sold more picks than they did shelf stock. You think about how these things go. It's, it's like with the whiskey community and the bourbon community, does it mean that much right now to have picks versus not having picks? Is that what kind of gets everybody buzzing oh people definitely love them you know it's a one-off it's unique and granted not everyone sees them as quote-unquote allocated items but you know as plenty of people will tell you i mean look at the numbers for any other limited release in bourbon not many are as low as you know 180 to 220 bottles of something that you can say nothing else will truly replicate 100 percent. but no they did good i think a lot of it honestly was just getting you know bigger distribution wise too and just hitting a whole lot of new markets I'll say a couple other ones that come to mind to me as far as, uh, you know, really getting their foot in the door this year, you know, were both the Treaty Oak and their various lineup that they have and the SKUs uh, and Old Elk as well really got into some good markets and, and caught some people's eyes. Taconic. Yeah. You know, and then you think about some of these other things. Spirits of French Lick, we have some of that that we will be reviewing here soon. Out of your home state of Georgia. You have, French Lick's not in Georgia. No, that's in Indiana, but out of your <laughs> Detting or Detling, you haven't heard of that one yet? No. It's Big Escambia Spirits, and there is actually a bottled and bond out of Georgia now, if you can believe it. Oh, there you go. Circling back to Taconic, it's funny because at some point during the break, you know, when you know, I've been shooting the breeze about, hey, you need to circle back and kind of cover the industry side of things. And then I listened to that end of year show we did, you know, and if there was a, you know, a favorite pick or this, that, or what stood out, maybe not necessarily my, my favorite pick or bottling, but as far as any pick that I bought the most of, it's that Taconic Double Maple <laughs> that Barrels and Brews has. I loaded up on it again when I was down there, uh, like I said, a couple weeks ago. You did? Oh, yeah. It's so good, isn't it? I love the thing, man. I laugh. I tell everybody, like, I don't know why these are still there. Unless folks just flat out aren't tasting the open taster they have on the bar. Like, the proof's in the pudding. Well, the pudding's right there, son. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I did laugh. Like, I don't know if I would you know, classify it as my favorite thing from the year. But if I looked at it simply from a number of like, all right, which pick did I go back to a store to buy the most of? That one just keeps drawing me in, and it's just there. And I'm like, I don't know why, but if I'm going to buy look, another. If you're looking <laughs> quantity, quantity-wise, Zeke drank more Taconic Double Maple Barrel in 2019 than anything else. As far as picks, I'm pretty sure, honestly. And, I mean, we talked about it the other night. I liked the Bellmead Honey, and I like the Black Bell. Those are two that I kind of gravitate. You ain't getting more than one of those, though. What? You didn't get more than one of those. No, I didn't. <laughs> but that's the thing about these up-and-coming brands, and I think people need to remember that. I mean, we talked a lot about the heavy hitters, and we didn't get to talking about these other brands that are coming up. Think of all the good stuff that's going on at Wilderness Trail. Those rise are really good. Mm -hmm. It's a two-year-old rye, but it's also a two-year-old rye that's being priced at a fair price for a pick. There's plenty of stuff that isn't big name that's quote-unquote craft, 
I think this was a year of a price adjustment on the crafts, especially in Tennessee. The prices kind of came down a little bit. I mean, if you think about all the places in Tennessee where you had, and I'll tell you, the rye out of Pennington in Nashville was great too. And and the stuff that they've done, that Tennessee sour mash, now that Ashley Barnes is blending for them. Here's the other thing we didn't bring up. Chattanooga whiskey, the 91 and the 111. I mean, you sleep with a bottle most nights. How do you not bring that up? I do sleep with a bottle most nights. But if you tell me that that stuff's going to come out at $30 to $40, and that's not a great buy, I think that is one of the best transitions. Because you got to think, they transitioned, and they weren't ready for picks yet. So this year was not a pick year for them putting that stuff out. And well, plus with so much of it being Solera and other stuff, it's got to be a little harder to do a true pick. Oh, yeah. I mean, the 111 isn't Solera. The 91 is the Solera. You tell me you're going to get a really good bottle for 30 bucks, and then your 111 proof is going to be 40 bucks. You can't go wrong with that. No. But, you know, I will say inversely even, not to jump around a ton, but it just pops in the head, so apologies. Um, as some of the crafts did come down and, and get to be a little more reasonable, also some of the big boys went up. I think what happened is the market kind of went up because they were like, all these crafts are coming up. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they see it every day, and they're like, all right, here's these folks that they got three-year juice. We've got seven. And, yes, granted, if you look at the you know intrinsic factors of producing, sourcing ingredients, everything else that goes on, I'm sure those top five distilleries are buying at you know, a fraction of the cost as these little guys. But, you know, either way, the price to us, the consumer, is still what it is. So uh, I think they you know really said, to borrow the line from Bernie lovers, <laughs> it's the bourbon business, not the bourbon charity. I agree. I think they kind of took that into it. And then all of a sudden the crafts were like, well, we're now at a position where we can go down a little bit. I'm curious to see what's going to happen in 2020, because as those big allocated ones went up from the big boys, the other ones went down a little bit. It doesn't meet in the middle. I mean, I think overall we're still going to pay more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, kudos to the crafts, though, for... You're trying to get a, a more affordable product into the market while also growing their own foothold, paying their bills, expanding their brand, et cetera. Because at the end of the day, if, if you're not able to get it in people's hands, and by that I mean us, the lay consumer, affording it easily, the ship just ain't never going to get out of the port. And I think at the end of the day, it's also going to be one of those things that if if someone's going to pay, I mean, price is relative. And people get upset when we talk about price. 500 bucks may not be something to somebody, and it's a lot. To somebody else well not even that amount of money but i mean you know there's a hundred bucks there's a the, lot to, you know i enjoyed it but at this price point when i go back to the store and i see it sitting there yeah you know unless i had a really good week or two probably not gonna happen another random one i did buy quite a few of this past year jim beam repeal batch that was really good Literally, the most flavor I've had in something for 86 proof. And granted, you know, if you don't like beam, it may not be your jam, but I knocked out some of those 750s of that, man. Like, well, that less than 20 the, bucks. That and the um, Four Roses yellow label, you know, now nude label, but, you know, th- those for 80 proof are under 20 bucks. Those two pours under 20 bucks are great. But the pop on that, that, repeal batch of jim beam and i think it's dc now so if anybody sees it literally if you're a fan of beam at all i would say buy one should be less than 20 bucks too but is it discontinued already i think it was a one-time deal or maybe sporadic but that's kind of like distiller's cut distiller's cut was great i think tark said that but i mean that compared to like 80 proof white label 
I mean, it was literally on steroids. Testosterone through the roof. Testosterone? Testosterones. What the hell is testosterone? Does this exactly. Thing you say it in Georgia? <laughs> I'll get you a cream later and help you out with it. <laughs> testosterones. There are so many shirts we could make, like Moonsaw, Testosterones. It's all Zeke Baker saying. Hey, I'm just trying to help you. You've been posting the, the stories of the working out and the you know other stuff. I'm, I'm just going Team John here. All right. Testosterones. That's too many O's. Testosterone. Oh. I get it from my dad. He decided to get his labs checked because he was worried. He calls me up. Oh, shit, son. I said, I got testosterone on a 30-year-old man. I'm going strong. Testosterone through the roof. I'm like, do what now, daddy? Testosterone is good. I'm like, oh, God. Man. <laughs> That's like Billy Bob. They scared my cat. I can play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, of course, I have to like call all my friends back home. Like, oh, man, next time you go out of the office and see the old man, ask him about his testosterone. B- Billy Bob, you, you got a cat scan? <laughs> <laughs> man, I love that movie. As do I. There's so much good stuff that is happening. Well, what was nice, at least that sticks out in my mind the most, is, you know, we saw more crafts with an enjoyable product. The price may have still not been exactly what you'd want to pay for, you know, your daily drinker or whatever, quote unquote. But to me, the craft game really seemed to come around to a large degree because, you know, you think normally you hear craft, you're like, all right, this is about one of those, uh, you may as well put the hashtag support local here because that's all I'm really doing with my money. I'm not getting a good pour. And something I was going to bring up that I hadn't brought up, Gin. Gin is in. Heck yeah, it is. At Elixir, TNZ. It is. Barrel A. And it's barrel age, but it's toasted barrel, so it's not very heavy. I I do like it, though. (laughs) I did help pick it. (laughs) You did help pick it. I was supposed to be in on that one all of a sudden, because I was the one who first brought you a sample of Heath's gin, because it is an H. Clark distillery toasted barrel aged gin it is a dad's drinking bourbon with Tarek and elixir it's a sexy ass picture of heath clark on the front it is a sweet sticker yeah they, they, they killed that one that picture of heath man no he knocked it out of the park although i will say it was funny uh i saw him right after they got bottled he was bringing some by and he said that they had to uh I guess, swell or expand his head a little bit. You know, he pretty much keeps a high and tight haircut. Yeah. But from where the the picture, McConaughey had the long flowing locks. So they had to (laughs) expand the top half of Heath's head a little bit so it would fit the cutout. (laughs) Heath might have had a frat flip at some point in his life and then kind of tightened it up. That's probably right around the time that he went from undergrad to law school. And they said, oh, all right there, buddy. You can't walk in a courtroom looking like this. Yeah, you got to tighten it up. But that is a great pick. And then you think like Treaty Oak with the Waterloo gin and all the ones that uh, Elixir had and all the ones that Barrels and Brews had. You know, Elixir, I think, had two. Barrels and Brews had about 10. All of them were very, very tasty. Here's something else that we didn't mention. Light whiskey. I think 2019, for those of of you that got it, there was some light whiskey that came out of Backbone that was pretty damn tasty. Very sweet, but very good and high proof. The first one that came out of Elixir was 147 proof. It was flight risk. Then Barrels and Brews got it. I know Tarek and Elixir got more of it. There was some more that kind of trickled in other places. Yeah, the uh, uh, Davidoff, the cigar bar downtown, they did pick. Yep. What cracks me about that, though, and 
Imagine if they had stuff like that, like back during the high school field parties. Okay. Where instead of throwing back, you know, turkey or Bacardi 151 and making weird faces and not enjoying it, as sweet as that stuff is, oh, man. Everybody would have been puking their brains out. There'd been a lot of hair holding. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I bet you miss those days, don't you? You mean miss days I had hair? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, long story short, so many good things going on in 2019, and and we wanted to make sure we just mentioned them. I do want to say, you know, our friends at Breaking Bourbon, nothing against them, but I I think old Zeke dropped the line on that stag, and then guess what they came out and said their favorite whiskey of the year was? Your stag junior. Oh, really? Oh, that batch 12? Yeah. No, that thing's popping on the boards right now. I know. And poor Tom's trying to get one can't. Well, <laughs> and we were on there saying, you're like, I'm going to regret saying this, but this was my favorite whiskey. And then all of a sudden, boom. Well, I mean, I wasn't saying favorite, but you know, back when we had the barbecue at the whiskey house and BTAC had just dropped, uh, JB got his hands on GTS. Quickest one he could get was any of any of the BTACs. And so we had that. We had 2010. I think we had 04. Well, then somebody pulls that off just the, a regular shelf going, well, let's just see how it compares to this guy. I think this is the most recent release. And literally, as the bottle goes around the room of probably 20 or 30 people, you just see the consensus of, <laughs> well, <laughs> I think this right here would just take the, you know, take the uh, the showdown between that and the big brother this year. So, yeah, if you see that out there, the 132.3 proof batch 12, buy it and drink it. Don't worry about 60 or 70 bucks because what people are going to pay for a GTS that I think uh, this other bottle will beat, you may as well just uh, give your palate a good time instead of a little pad to the wallet. Totally agree. I mean, I have to think that there were some big things this year with some crafts and a lot of people that made moves. And I know, yes, they were people that we interviewed, but, you know, Treaty Oak, Pinhook, Wilderness Trail, Chattanooga Whiskey, Taconic. You know, a lot of these people have come on our show, and that's just not why I'm mentioning them, because there's plenty of people that haven't come on our show that that we mentioned. But there is some other stuff outside of those big names that we talked about the previous episode that I wanted to make sure we talked about this episode. I truly believe, you know, one of my favorite whiskeys of the year, and I know Zeke jokes at me because he says I sleep with a bottle, But if you're going to get something right off the shelf and it's from our home state, that Chattanooga whiskey is damn good. Oh, I know what we forgot to mention as well. What? Another completely new product that surfaced in 2019, peanut butter flavored whiskey. How did we not mention Screwball? I know. And And MPBW from Oldo. I ended up buying a bottle of the the PB&W when uh, we were up in Chicago for the holidays. Just something to you know pour for the the non-bourbon people. Yeah. Be sociable. We got to do that side by side. I, I, it's worth it. I, I think we got to really evaluate which one of these. And I, we even had some people uh, message with some recipes. Yeah. I've had we, a few people PM me on that. Cass Cartel actually sent us, and I have it. I'm waiting. We could do it together, but they sent us a, a basically a mixed drink in Ooh. one of those tubes. That's a skew that I think going forward is, is going to hold its weight. Here's another uh, little hint. Like another uh, secret. So I know we don't always do shine and, you know, shine is not real shine because you actually pay for it. It's taxed, but. Well, it's not the same proof either. No, but Sugarlands, it's a hundred proof 
and it is a peppermint moonshine. And I know what you're thinking, but... Did you ever get drunk on peppermint schnapps? Oh, I have. Just, it, it's not something you're going to get drunk on. You know, you're not going to have the whole bottle of it. Well, people do. It's good, though. I'll just... I mean, peppermint moonshine, that that's like a one-night stand that <laughs> you ain't calling again. Well, I really liked it. I took a few sips of it. I said, this is good. Well, the moonshine, I haven't had it, so I'm I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying peppermint can be, it's strong. It's not as bad as the the schnapps. Okay. It's just more sweet, and it's like more candy cane peppermint, where that schnapps is really strong. There was a couple of those samples we had from, who was that in that show we did a while back? Old Forge. Those were, there was some good stuff in there. There's some really good stuff in there. And I think uh, Old Forge just did a new one that was like an elderberry or something. Hold on. Let me look this up. It's a a new flavor of moonshine they did. But I think, you know, you're going to see that that become a a larger section in a lot of these stores now is just, uh, you know, these flavored whiskeys and folks can knock it if they want. It might not be, I guess, authentic or whatever, quote unquote, but. At the end of the day, if it tastes good, people are going to drink it. And if it's being sold and making money for stores, I think it's at least somewhat relevant enough for us to talk about from time to time. Absolutely. Elderflower moonshine. Get some of that for the next time you run the bubble bath in the new home. Turn the jets on. Put a little uh, Yanni on. I, I just think of Monty Python. Barry White. Where it's, I mean, it's elderflower opposed to elderberry, but when the French are taunting them. Up on the, if you ever see Monty Python's Holy Grail, uh, this has been on the show multiple times. We got to get you to watch that. Not happening. Anyways, amazing year. Yeah, Thank no, you. I mean, I really think like 2018, I don't remember any crafts we were really big on and the whole concept. We we're like, yeah, it's cool. We love seeing people branch out. It's really hard to support more than here and there because financially it's just tough on the damn wallet. But, you know, this year the, the, the needle moved, the products improved significantly and uh you know i I hope that that trend continues thank you to all the crafts that are putting out good stuff to the folks at uh at lincoln uh i might have to talk to my research department slash team and them do a little homework here and figure out what's going on but i'll I'll get a memo into them asap your research department does not need a memo i'm on it Also want to let you know that all glassware was provided by distilleryproducts.com. If you go to most distilleries and say, hey, where do you get your glassware? Chances are they are going to say distilleryproducts.com. Servicing all your etched glass needs, whether or not it's a Glencairn, a wee Glencairn, it's the place to go. They have the Tooth glass. They also have rocks glasses, highball glasses, whatever it is you need. They have decanters. Go to distilleryproducts.com. They have some of the best laser etch stuff at wholesale pricing. They also have the neat glass, all sorts of good stuff. If you want me to hook you up with them, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. I will make sure I get you in touch with the good folks at distilleryproducts.com so you can get glasses just like we do. Zeke, the folks can find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Honestly, guys, it's the best way for people to find us. The more of you that review us, the more apt we are to pop up higher on iTunes and search things. 
so that people can actually find us. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Uh, here in about another week or so, uh, I think we're making the pilgrimage back to Lynchburg. Cheers. Ciao.